In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlantic Journal-Constitution, here with the 180th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, we're in kind of a slow period here, but we got some good stuff for you here. A lot of people are trying to figure out, hey, what are the Falcons going to do? They're up against the salary cap. Uh, You know, they got to get some players in here. Got to make some bold moves here in this offseason. We've heard uh, Arthur Blank discuss that, hey, they're going to be appropriately uh, active in free agency. That means a lot of activity is going to be on the draft. The uh, first Off-season shooter drop has already hit the floor. That's Vic Beasley. Not going to re-sign him. So this week in the uh, 180th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, we're going to title this one, How to Create Salary Cap Space. How the Falcons will recreate salary cap space. And we've got some help here this week from fine folks over at Pro. Football Focus, owned by my college uh, law school classmate there, Chris Collinsworth, former Bengals wide receiver and Florida Gator. But they're, uh, they got some pretty shocking cuts for us. That's the next shooter drop here for the Falcons. Hopefully they'll do it before the the uh, combine, which uh, uh, Coach and uh, Coach uh, Dan Quinn and General Manager Thomas Dimitrov are set to speak on the 24th, that uh, 25th, that Tuesday at 11 a.m. So I think I'm gonna Facebook that one live and record it, and we'll just go go from there uh, and get some updates. Hopefully they don't get up there and then try to dodge all the questions and so forth. So get a couple trend questions up there and some some get some answers here on this off season. It's a big off season for the Falcons. But PFF has uh, uh, come out uh, with some projections for all of the teams. and But the Falcons, uh, this is how they can create $19.3 million in salary cap space with some stunning cuts here. Certainly the first one. Strong safety Keanu Neal, $6.5 million. Now Keanu's... Uh, had the Achilles last year, the knee the year before, had a knee the first year. Um, you know, uh, that would be a, a pretty tough one for the Falcons. Uh, you know, they like him. They drafted him to add some uh, uh, physicality to the defense and uh, would be uh, quite a stunner if that's indeed the case. But anyway, that's $6.5 million. Alan Bailey, $4.5 million. Ty Sambrello, tackle, backup tackle, $3.7 million. He didn't win the job, so, you know, that's too much to be paying a backup tackle. 
Luke Stocker, tight end, $2.6 million. Uh, that's probably too much to be paying uh, him at that level. So we won't uh, see that. As one of the as 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 a uh, Titan, you know that might be one to watch. Then backup quarterback Matt Schaub at two million. That might be cheap for your backup. You saw him come in and uh, ball out last year in the one game he played. So, uh, but that's the way to get nineteen point three million dollars on the books. Spot Rack has the Falcons at six point two. Pro Football Focus has it at 5.3. Uh, I like the NFL PA numbers, but they're late with those. So, um, and they're usually behind and haven't updated their uh, database. So, we'll stay between 5.2 and 6.3. Then we can get uh, 19.3 here with some, some cap casualties. Uh, some people want, you know, Devontae Freeman's not there. Uh, Desmond Trufant's not on their list. Uh, those are on my other list, which would be uh, the restructure list. You could restructure uh, some contracts to, you know, make uh, Freeman's uh, more incentive base. You know, he returns to Freeman form. Uh, you, you, you reward him. Uh, if not, you know, you get, you know, get a lower base salary this year uh, on a restructured deal. Kind of been going back and forth to whether he should be a cap casualty. Uh, the fact that he's so young, I think he tried to restructure and work out a deal to uh, make something a little bit better for the team. So uh, that's what you do there. With Desmond Trufant, you, he's your only cover cornerback. The grades on all the rest of the cornerbacks are horrible. Uh, you know they can, you know they can get better, but you know the coverage has got to get better back there too. You can't. Um, you know, go into next season with the current, with the coverage being as what it was last year. That's asking for trouble. So you got to keep him, restructure him, restructure Freeman, and uh, you can move around some signing bonus money out of some other contracts. And I figure, you know, that's an easy way to get up to thirty million under the cap, and then that way you can you got your money for your rookies, uh, you got your money for uh, some appropriate free agents, as Arthur Blank called it. Now, they also gave us some of those. Uh, uh, one of them is Ronald Blair, the uh, defensive end out of Greensboro, Georgia, played at uh, Appalachian State. Uh, he's with the 49ers. He was a fifth-round pick in 2016. And the 49ers are up against the cap, too, so they, they're going to have to let some folks go. He's got 13.5 sacks and 27 quarterback hits uh, in four years. 47, well, that's 16, 17, 18, 19, yeah, four years. 47 games, uh, two starts. Uh, you know, big kid, 6'4", 270, he's got some, some pass rush to him. So, uh, you're getting stouter at that position. You basically would be replacing Alan Bailey with Ronald Blair. Okay, McKenzie Alexander, cornerback, a little smaller cornerback, 5'10", 192, uh, Minnesota Vikings, second-round pick in 2016. I can't believe they let him go, but they, he's only started 10 games up there in 55. Played 55 overall. You uh, got two interceptions and 10 pass breakups, but he would have to be an improvement in the cover situation for the Falcons. Third, 
2014 Panthers fourth round pick Trey Boston, 6'1", 205, free safety, uh, 88 games, 60 starts, 14 interceptions, and 38 pass breakups for Trey Boston. He's bounced around the league since the start of Carolina, but uh, his coverage numbers are excellent. Uh, we'll have a link to that um, PFF uh, article out there for you uh, in the Cover 9 and 9 blog. So you can go and read all this about uh, the cuts and the uh, potential uh, free agent guys for the Falcons. So, I mean, that's a lot to hold on there. Just uh, shoot. Uh, I don't want to see Keanu Neal go uh, 6.5. You want to see the kid kind of work his way back. Uh, Achilles, though, you know, he's not going to be, uh, you know, it takes two years for those, for them to get close to back to where they were. He wasn't a cover guy. Uh, he did provide some pop, but, um, yeah, um, that's a tough one. The others on the list, uh, you know, they make sense to me. So, uh, we've talked about potential cuts, how to create how the Falcons will create salary cap space. So take that, um, keep that off to the side, and we'll start seeing some action here. If they don't say, if they try to go to combine and don't tell us anything, uh, then we got the next date, which is uh, March the 10th. Uh, and then, you know, that's the day when you got to designate uh, your franchise tag folks. So, you know, they're going to want to get moving on their draft prep and uh, get ready for the start of free agency on March the 18th. So, uh, you know, we got some action coming here. We got some action coming, whether it's uh, pre-combine. I know Lawyer Malloy was cut at the combine. They told Peter King back in the day uh, and uh, Robert offered and the casualty cap casualties were done already uh last year so uh, but they're a little bit behind they you know it was a tough end of the season folks went away got some time to break and they're, they're kind of playing some catch up there so um didn't take them long for beasley but uh we should be hearing on some of these other issues uh, uh as we move into the off season that list of uh, free agencies not real dazzling, but uh, when you don't have a lot of money, you kind of got to look around and, and try to find somebody. Uh, Blair, that's he's been intriguing me uh, since uh, the combine. Uh, Alexander, uh, Boston might, you know, I mean, these are guys that can help your football team. Then no turn, they're gonna not turn it around or not gonna be real sexy in free agency. So just get ready for that. And uh, third, we got the strength of schedule. We're going to look at that. We got a list of the Georgia players headed to the combine. Then we're going to close on some observations on Austin Hooper, the tight end that's uh, potentially a free agent. And the Falcons got to make a decision on how much to offer him. And uh, we we got some thoughts on that with a little backup on some commentary that's out there on his value to the team and his effectiveness with the players that surround him. But the strength of schedule here, Ooh, I was looking at the um, the you know the games. I mean, playing uh, you know NFC. You know, I you know it's got it's gonna be a tough schedule. Just get to it. The uh, Atlanta is fifth. Has they're tied for the fifth toughest schedule. You know, it's based on last year's opponents, but it holds up. You usually go into the off season with a pretty good 
parameter on where you're at. So, I mean, they don't have time this year. They can't fall off. They can't get off to a slow start. Uh, they're going to have to come out swinging uh, in 2020 if they're going to get things turned around. New England has a toughest schedule at 537, the winning percentage of their oppositions from 2019. So, you know, just because they were good in 19 don't mean they'll be good in 20. So, you know, the strength of schedule is kind of flawed, but we still like using it. It's an old parameter, and we still like it. New York Jets, second, 533. Miami, 529. San Francisco, 528. And this is the winning percentage of the teams that are playing in 220 on their 2019 numbers. And the Falcons are at fifth with 525. Uh, that's Buffalo and Pittsburgh, or Detroit. Buffalo, Detroit, and Atlanta. Their oppositions have a winning percentage of f- over 500, 525, 2019. Now, the thing that's really just bogus here, or not bogus, but kind of ironic is that the Saints have the 24th uh, toughest schedule. I mean, they're the three-time NFC South champs. They should have a tougher one, but that's not the draw here, not how the schedule's drawn up. Uh, Tampa Bay is 16th with 502, and Carolina's 18th with 500 schedule. And uh, the Saints, the first-place team, has the easiest schedule uh, at 490. So maybe that'll get Drew Brees back. That'll, maybe that'll get him to to not retire. He's like, hey, we got a soft schedule, so I'll come back. But if not, we, uh, uh, you know, we look at the quarterback carousel that's uh, starting to turn in the NFC South coming at 9 o'clock in the cover nine at nine blocks. So, uh, you know, the Phillip Rivers news dropped this week. See, going to Tampa Bay, uh, the owner in Carolina is not feeling Cam Newton talking about uh, can he get healthy. So, um, you know, that is a tough Liz Frank injury. So we'll see where that goes for Cam. And uh, uh, then you got Tyson Hill saying he wants to be a starter in New Orleans. And they got Teddy Bridgewater. So we're going to have some quarterback movement in the NFC South. And then we cover that in the Cover 9 at 9 blog today. Hey, we um the the list came out of the 337 invites last week of the players going to the combine, and uh, you know there are 26 Georgia players, and uh, I do this list every year. But some one of our guys inside did it for me. Looked up, looked up all the guys here uh, that are going uh, to the combine. Ten from Georgia University of, and a couple from Georgia Southern. And uh, we're just going to roll the list up for you here. Uh, all of the kids, all but one of the schools represented are Georgia High School Association schools, the exception being John Millage Academy, small private school in Milledgeville, competes in the Georgia Independent School Association. Uh, they have a tight end, Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. He played at John Millage Academy. Uh, Bryant was um, at the uh, Senior Bowl. He was a senior bowl invitee. Let's go down the list here. We got him in alphabetical order. True Main Ancrum from McEachern and Clemson. Derek Brown from Lanier and Auburn. Top 10 pick. Uh, disruptive Force. Isak Bassey, D back from Columbia, Columbus High. Played at Wake Forest. Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker from Sprayberry in Georgia. 
Uh, the aforementioned Harrison Bryant. Got Mark Quez Callaway from Warner Robins in Tennessee. Quintez Sepris from Stratford Academy in Wisconsin. Josiah Coatney from Chapel Hill High in Mississippi. He was uh, at the Senior Bowl. We, we interviewed him. Uh, DJ Dallas, running back from Glenn Academy, played at Miami. Kyle Drugger from Whitewater High and Lenore Ryan. We did something on him from the Senior Bowl. You can Google him and get some video of Kyle. Blake Ferguson, the long snapper from LSU. Talked to him at the Senior Bowl, but I don't think we used his stuff. We might come back to that later. Jake from Houston County, Georgia, quarterback. Uh, go online. There's a good exclusive interview with him from our Chip Towers, our Georgia beat writer. If you're a Jake from uh, fan, uh, Chip got a hold of him and talked about how tough it was to leave Georgia. Got Antonio Gandy Golden from Paulding County and Liberty. Antonio Gibson from Eagles Landing and Memphis. Wide receiver, hybrid running back. He's an interesting player. I'm going to be interested to watch how he gets evaluated. He played great in the Senior Bowl, too. Jonathan Greenert, Hiram in Florida. Brian Harrion, New Manchester in Georgia. Jordan Mack, the Wesleyan School at Virginia. Xavier McKinney, Roswell in Alabama. Jarrett Pinckney, tight end Northcross Vanderbilt, Chauncey Rivers, D. Lyman Stevenson, and Mississippi State, A.J. Terrell, D-back Westlake and Clemson, Andrew Thomas, Pace Academy, Georgia, he's going top 10, uh, Kendall Vildor, D-back North Clayton, Georgia Southern, Charlie Warner, tight end Rabin County, in Georgia, DJ Wanham, Stevenson High, D line in South Carolina, and then Jabari Zanika, D line, Sprayberry High, Florida. This might be Zunik, Zunika. We'll get the proper pronunciation on Jabari for you out of Sprayberry. But that's your, uh, that's your list here. And, uh, you know, Georgia's got 10, and Georgia Southern's got two. Uh, Georgia Southern's two. Uh, or the kicker's the one that's not on that list. We got, uh, I think it's Tyler going up to there. Tyler Bass, correct, along with Kendall. And then your full Georgia list. Um, we, I want to. I like to keep the whole Georgia schools list with the Georgia players list. So we'll change that around for you here later. But uh, in addition, uh, you got DeAndre Swift, Lawrence Cager, Solomon Kindly, Isaiah Wilson, J.R. Reed are also uh, going to the combine. It's 10 Georgia guys total, University of Georgia players, and 26 from the state of Georgia. So I'll add that. That'll bump the number up when we get rolling here for the combine so and then we're going to close with this note here on austin hooper um again our folks over at pro football focus they got a list of the 100 
uh, potential free agents. You know, Drew Brees is one. Tom Brady's up there. Dak Prescott, you know. All these people are not going to be free agents. I didn't look for Beasley. I should look for the other Falcons. But Hooper is 37. They're not real high on him. Don't really think that, uh, you know, um, you know his market value is listed at five years, 49.9 on spot rack. Whew. That, um, you know, uh, everybody can get what they can get. That's what they, they got him out there. But they've got him ready to count low. They call him a complimentary piece. He doesn't create mismatches. Most of his routes are, you know, drag and flat routes. So he's not going down the field. And they call him a mid-tier run blocker. So uh, that doesn't sound like $10 million. It sounds like they're telling the Falcons to pump the brakes on the $10 million, uh for the complimentary piece. Uh, they note that he gets all of his action because of the outside attention to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. So, uh, flat routes, they call them drags and flat routes. So, um, but he catches it, uh, you know, but 37th, you know, and, and you just ask yourself, hey, dude, is, is Austin Hooper worth $10 million or is that a luxury? Should I spend that on a guard? Uh, we're going to see here in the coming weeks where you franchise him. It was $10.3 million last year. I don't, uh, you know, that's going to go up. So, what you going to do? Hey, we're going to wrap it up here. The 180th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, how the Falcons will create salary cap space. That's the title. Uh, we look at the possible cap casualties coupled with the Possible restructures, look at some free agencies, kind of lowering the expectations there. But, uh, you know, quality free agent projections, strength of schedule discussion, all the players from Georgia, University of, and the state high schools who are going to be going to the combine here in the uh, next couple weeks. Um, Starts on February 24th, goes through March the 1st. There'll be some live action uh, on NFL Network. And then we close out with, hey, what to do with Austin Hooper? With that, we're going to get on out of here from the 180th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.